Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the Lineup Media Studios in beautiful downtown Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, season number three, show number 40, recorded the week of December 12th, 2022. Big thanks, as always, to partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. I'm Dave Leip. Show number 40 features some football Mespy winners. Coach Aaron Hilgendorf of Mascuda Football coming by to talk about the Indians' great season. Coach Wade DeVries of Roxana High School coming in to talk about his Shell's awesome season, Mespy winning season. Guest number two is is legendary, a, a big enough word for this guy. I've heard he's got this gigantic personality, and he's the greatest storyteller ever, ever. So I can't wait to hear stories from Altoff athletic director and boys basketball coach Greg Lieb. And guest number one, from Freeburg High School, Mespy winners for 2A Volleyball Team of the Year, Coach Brooke Clace and her star player, Mia Dirks. But before we talk Freeburg Volleyball, three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free. You love it. Where else are you going to hear all these awesome high school athletes and coaches? Follow us in all of our social media platforms, please. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have a story idea, please email me at mespdave at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. But now let's talk about the 2A Mespy winners for Girls Volleyball Team of the Year. Welcome to the show from Freeburg High School. <laughs> Coach Brooke Clace, star outside hitter, 5'8", senior outside hitter. I've right got, side, but that's close enough. Pin hitter. Uh, Max Preps only said OH, and I knew it didn't mean Ohio. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you. Congrats on a great season. We appreciate that. Mia, how was your day at school today? Pretty good. Freeburg was good today? Always. When are finals, next week or this week? Um, they're w- This week, but I don't have to take them since I'm a senior. I get to take a break from them. Only if you get A's and B's in your class. So she has good grades, which is why so she gets to it. be exempt. Yes. You've been working hard and getting it done in the classroom. Oh, yes, of course. Good for you. All right, Coach, let's start off talking about this season. Conference champs, great regular year. Was the regular season what you thought it was going to be? And we'll get to the postseason in a minute. Yes, we always come in with high expectations. And obviously the regular season was good, but we were not quite satisfied with it because there were some moments where we felt like we just kept falling short. We were right there and we would allow some doubt to creep in our minds in these big games like, we played Modern Day twice. We played Pleasant Plains. We um, had Muhammad Seymour, and we played all of those teams so closely, all state-level teams, 
and we just couldn't close it out whenever we needed to. We came up with big games as well, like Mascuda, Bree Central, and all of those, but we knew once regular season was done that we had some things to fix. So you had had losses, but they were close losses, and you actually walked away from them feeling like, oh, we're right there. Yes, and they were very disappointing losses because we had control pretty much all the way until the end, and then we let it slip. One of the things that jumps out to me is the depth of volleyball in the area at 2A. Mm-hmm. All the teams the you just met. Yeah, no kidding. Why is that? I, the sport of volleyball has just grown and grown over the years. I am also in the club scene as well as a club director. For whom? For Blue Steel. I'm the club director for Blue Steel Volleyball, and my husband is the associate director. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Does that is that name inspired by Zoolander? <laughs> no, and I am actually not the owner, just direct. So we did not come up with the name. Um, but no, then you know what? I've been asked that question multiple times, right. and I need to get a good answer. Can I make a suggestion? One. Yeah, just change it to yes, <laughs> and then just come up with <laughs> right, your thing. right, and then just own just it. Lie just lie about own it. Totally <laughs> agreed. Well, that's cool. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. It seems like everybody's good, and your season was good. 33 and 9 is strong. Yeah. And what will you remember from this regular season? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's my senior year, so it was really cool. Like, we had a lot of big wins, but, like, I'm a competitive person. We have a really competitive team, and those hard losses, like, hurt. But I feel like me personally and a lot of my teammates can agree, like, most of the games we were going hard. And whether the doubt creeped in, like, we were going hard, and I can't. This team, that's what I'll remember. I'll never forget these girls and how hard they work throughout our entire regular season. Because, Coach, you can respond to a loss one of two ways, right? You can fold or you can, or you can get, back, get back out there and grind, and these girls lost nine games, mm-hmm. won 33 games, so you obviously you had a great season. Right. But those losses, did they prepare you for the postseason? Absolutely. And that's why I like playing those tough teams. I like playing a tough schedule because that's what's going to help propel you in the postseason. And that's exactly what these girls did. When they did lose, they knew that there were things that we maybe needed a little bit different, mentally especially. And that motivated them even more when it came, when it truly mattered. And in the postseason, you get to the sectional finals, and that was not an easy road. It wasn't just it wasn't easy at all for you to get there. Talk about some of the games you played up before Fairfield. Well, Altoff, solid program. Obviously, we did a great job coming out strong against them. Can never take them lightly. They have a good program traditionally. Uh, Pickneyville. I don't know if you know about that game and how that one went down, but we came out on fire the first set on Mm -hmm. fire. And then the second set, it was a battle and we came up just short in the third set. We were down 24, 20. We were down 24, 20 and we four match points. Yeah. And we ended up fighting and clawing and coming up with a big 26, 24 win. So me and I were just talking about that today. We don't get that win. (laughs) Nothing past that happened. So the fact that we were able to, and I felt like that was a big turning point, a big turning point for this team that they knew that they could come up in those close situations. 26, 24 in the, in the third game. Mm -hmm. And then in the next round, you're up against Mount Carmel. And again, it takes you three games to get through. Yeah, three games is our thing for the most part <laughs> leading up to it. Um, we just kind of came out flat, 
And after that first set against Mount Carmel, we all looked at each other and we're like, okay, like that was not us whatsoever. We play our game. Like my husband, JV coach as well. um, He looked at me, he goes, we're fine. We're good. He goes, that was not us at all. He goes, the girls will be fine. He goes, we got these next two, no problem. And he was right. And the girls responded. Yes. Tough team, huh? Back to back three set wins just to get you to that point. Yeah, it was crazy. We, like, we're used to the three set. I don't know what it was with us this year. We went to three sets so many games. And I feel like having those during the regular season, having those losses in three sets, like, I'm not going to lie, that Mater Day loss, our, when we played them at Mater Day, it hurt. Like, we were talking today, like, it, like, physically hurt to lose that game. So whenever we got into those situations, it was really, like, we gathered a lot more. We talked about it instead of just like trying to handle it on our own. Like that shows a lot on your demeanor. So we went together and we would say, we're like, this is what we need to do. This is who we need to go at. And there was a lot more thinking to it, which I think made those tough losses like help us throughout the postseason. So I think it was the team talking like our, we were so much more positive on the court. Nobody was down on themselves. It was really helpful you girls celebrate everything like like the uh i had uh rockers in here from modern day earlier and i I watched them play at the edwardsville tournament Mm -hmm. early like in august maybe mid-september maybe like like the first weekend yeah i mean like every point is a huge celebration i feel like that's exhausting that's volleyball you i mean volleyball is a game of momentum you have the momentum you have everything you don't good luck you win the point you celebrate. The other team calls timeout. You celebrate. Yep. And even whenever you don't win the point, I say you come together every time. Strong. It's either you come together yeah. and you're picking each other up or you come together and you're celebrating that point each yeah. and every time. It is. It's a very energetic game. Strong for sure. physical presence. Yes. Strong physical presence. And if you don't have it, fake it till you make it. Absolutely. Yep. We coach the same stuff. It sounds, that all sounds pretty familiar. Okay. Get to the uh, sectional finals, and you're playing Fairfield, and voila, another three-set win for you guys. 25-19, you're thinking this is just our destiny, and you're looking ahead, but you're not looking ahead. Mm -hmm. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, if we get past this one, potentially we're going to play modern day again. And you were looking forward to that. I know you were looking forward to that. I can tell by the look on your face. Yes, Uh, Well, and we kept saying that we cannot look past Fairfield because Emerson Robbins from Fairfield, I mean, she's legit. She is good. She's going to Utah State, I think. And we knew that we had to shut her down. And luckily, our girls rose up to that. And I don't know if it's been mentioned or known that we also had several injuries and players missing throughout our postseason um, our outside Avery Heseldens played two match. She broke her leg in the Pickneyville game. She's a six rotation outside. Broke her leg in the Pickneyville game. Didn't know it was broken, so she continued to play in Mount Carmel. Continued to play in the Fairfield match. Couldn't jump. Couldn't really move. So we were down that. We had a girl who was out because it was a middle. Her grandpa passed away, so she was in Texas for the those arrangements. We had Kylie Stover, a six rotation setter we lost um, a few weeks earlier. And 
I think that was it for the postseason. It's a but lot. We, it was a lot. So we had girls playing in positions that they never played before. We had girls stepping up who hadn't even seen any varsity time. So we knew that it was going to be a battle against Fairfield and a shutter down. Um, but as soon as that Fairfield match ended, my husband came up to me. He goes, modern day one. And all of the girls <laughs> were so pumped. They were pumped because they wanted, because we had lost to them two hard, hard losses during the regular season and they wanted them they wanted them bad careful what you wish for though because you know that you know that they're good Mm -hmm. and beating them means a lot to you correct because they've won Mm -hmm. they've been the big dog Mm -hmm. on the porch two-way volleyball for as long as i've been doing the podcast yeah right yeah chad and his dad i mean they've always done a great job with the program. Chad has taken over. Um, he actually coaches um, with us at Blue Steel as well. I know him. He's a great guy. He runs a good program. Um, they always, I mean, Clinton County, they just grow them differently. <laughs> they have, they always are big. And I remember him saying to me um, at the, whenever we lost to him closely at the Edwardsville tournament, he's like, we're just bigger than you. And I was like, you know what? We are, that's out of our control. That is completely out of our control. And we are not going to let something that's out of our control take us out of it. So we need to find other ways to make things happen. Um, and I had complete confidence in these girls and they had complete confidence in themselves that they were going to do just that. Are you smaller this year than modern day? Oh yeah. We don't even, well, I remember at state whenever they introduced us, they're like, and they don't have any six footers. I'm like, yep, yeah, nope. We're I mean, we have two girls that are probably 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but past that, we're about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, across the net. So you're playing defense, you're counterpunching, you're blocking, you're serving. We are scrappy as can be. Scrapping. Our hitters are consistent and smart mm. um, and quick. We're just athletic. We're not very big, but we are athletic and give me athletes any day of the week and we'll make things happen. Do you grow that athleticism? Are you improving that athleticism or is this innate athleticism? I, I mean, these girls are just athletic. I mean, and they're all multi-sport athletes. They're great at basketball. They're great at track. They're great at softball. I mean, everything that they do, they're just athletes and that makes a huge difference. All right. We're going to talk about the... The big game, the Breeze Modern Day game, the game that gets you into state. But first, I want to thank partner Cassins Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassins Inventory in person, where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassins.com. Cassins has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a vehicle anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassins is the clear-cut leader for quality service and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. So the girls are happy they get to play Modern Day. Yes. And by the way, we're talking about Modern Day in a respectful way because coach rockers and uh, his girls have been on this show multiple times and he's won and earned the respect. 
So that team, when moder- when you know you're going to play modern day, you know you are playing the team that has set the standard, and that's why it's a big deal. So this is kudos and respect to them. 100%. Absolutely. And you're lining up against them, and your mindset is, we got this. Yeah, I mean, we came into that game differently. We had some, like, spunk to us. We were all, like, we were so happy. There was nothing, like, our eyes were set on them. We wanted to beat them, and just from the beginning, the warm-up, like, everything felt different, like a good difference. So right when we came there, we felt good. Well, and I don't know if you know how the – so we lost close to the Eversville tournament, and mm-hmm. we did not play so well. At, we had – I mean, I we it was like twenty one errors. It was not good. They always play well. We could have played better. And then we played at their place. We came. We won the first one, like twenty five. I I don't remember what it was, but we were up. Oh no, the first set we were up. That was it. We were up the first set twenty one to seven. We came out on fire and dominated. We were up twenty one to seven in the first set, and they went on a run. And we lost 25-21. We did not score another point. And then we won the second one. And the third one, we were up 23-17, 24-20. And we couldn't close it out. So the girls knew what we can do this. Like, we know that we can beat them. We had control the last time we played them. We're not letting this one slip again. And, and credit them for not panicking. And that, yeah. in my opinion, was the difference. Okay, so you line up against them this year, Super Sectional Final, and you win the first game 25-13. And then the second game, did you build a lead or did you come back to lose that one twenty five twenty two? For the second set, yeah. Um, mm, the second set's kind of a blur. Yeah, they were really. I think it was like neck and neck the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And the first set, they just didn't play their game at all. They came out pretty dang flat, and that's what I say between game one and game two. Don't expect that modern day team again. Like they're going to come out ready to play this one. And that one, I do feel like it was just kind of back and forth on that. Game three, you'd take care of them 25-22 and and, uh, jubilation. What do you remember about that last game? That they were up (laughs) majority of the game and we were down seven points late in the game. And that was the moment in time like, gosh, darn it. Like, come on, girls, like, we're so close. We can't do this. And Pickneyville came in my mind, and those games came in my mind. Like, you know you can do it. Um, but they did. They had control most of the third game, especially late. And we just slowly closed the gap on them and battled and battled. And once we kind of had that fight, we just took over. Good win, great win, and uh, get you to state. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did that feel like for you? I think for the girls, the program, the community, I mean, being part of a small community is the best feeling there is, especially when it comes to sports. And to see everybody rally around us, we get the little hallway parade before takeoff. Um, We go to Country Mart and get (laughs) a good little send off there as well with the mayor. Um, It it means everything. At Country Mart? At Country Mart. Yep. Our good old grocery store, town grocery store. (laughs) Gotta love it. Take off for state, and uh, you play Elmhurst in the first round, and it's a close one. Another three-set match and a tough loss. What do you remember about that one? So, first set, we're feeling pretty dang good. We come out, we play the volleyball that we've been playing during postseason, and everything is feeling great, going well. Second set, Mia, 
just yeah. <laughs> the it second was, and third i'll i'll let her talk on it because i know the girls were very frustrated overall with the way we came out after that yeah i mean it was like we were in redbird arena so me and the seniors we talked we're like this has been our dream our entire lives like we've been to all the state tournaments so that was our dream and we played out of our minds that first set like and then the second and third it was just flat like it felt so much harder to get energy out of people we there was a lot more like hesitation and we hadn't seen that all postseason we were always like everybody was going for every ball and I mean Ava Falduto she's from Elmhurst she's really good and we were controlling her really well the first set and the second and third we didn't control her as well we let balls drop that she was hitting that we usually got up and I mean it hurt a lot so that's all that really happened. We just lost control of the net and our defense. Big moment, though. Big arena. Yes, yes. Different and experience. I, as a coach, obviously, you're never going to make excuses for the kids. Like, you want them to live up to that high expectation at all times. And they did. Like, they came out and... I wanted it for those senior, the senior girls wanted it so badly. So, and I, my heart was breaking for them because, and they came to me right after the game and they're like, coach, can we please talk with everyone so we can get everybody on back on track and on board for tomorrow to finish this day out strong. They're like, cause we don't want what happened today to happen again tomorrow. And you played a good team in Chillicothe. Uh -huh. Is that how you say yes. that? And, uh, Shockingly, you lost in straight games because for the first time in six games in a row, six right. matches in a row, you it was a two two game set. Play okay, good they, team. What happened? They were huge. They were huge. They had three or four girls that were over six foot. They were a good team, and it was going to take us playing our best um, to be able to take them. And we we just didn't play our best game at state. Um, and, but I, in my opinion, I mean they were just their size didn't matter in that regard. And then they had a girl who was going to Purdue or is going to Purdue who just played out of her mind as well. And it was tough along the net to, she was just hitting over all of our blocks. Not a whole lot else we could do. All right, Mia, how would you describe the uh, season as a whole? What, what will be your takeaway? Um, I think it was a great season. We had bad moments, but overall we were, this was a solid team before the season. We were at like our summer open gyms and we said, we're like, this is different. We had that hard loss at the end of the season last year to Columbia. And then we came into this year and we were like, we don't want that again. We don't want to feel that anymore. We want to get past regionals and just make our own run. So, I mean, it was everything I could have ever dreamt for, for my senior season. So I'm so proud of my team. What's the next step for you? Um, I'm going to Missouri State. Sweet. Yep. I thought about playing, not playing anymore. I I mean, how other way could I finish with the state run? I'm really happy with that. And, yeah, that's about it for me. Any idea what you're going to study? Elementary education. Oh, you're going to be a teacher. That's awesome. Well, Coach Brooke Clays, congratulations. Amazing season. What's What are you going to remember about this team this year? <laughs> this team is different than any team I've ever coached. They loved each other and their team chemistry was beyond special and everything that you like preach to kids and you want for kids um, as a coach and what you want out of them. That's exactly what they had. And we, like I said, I've always told them, like, we didn't have any college commits going into state and all of these other teams have these big college commits and going to play on at these big D1 schools. But 
I will never forget their heart. I will never forget their heart, the team chemistry. And I think that's what set us apart this year is the unselfishness. They all went out there and played their roles to the best that they could. Um, and our five senior girls just rocked the leadership and the rest of the girls bought in and followed right along. And that's exactly what made this season special. Ladies, congratulations on your Mespy 2A Girls Volleyball Team of the Year. Freeburg High School coach Brooke Clace and senior outside hit right hitter <laughs> right side hitter right side hitter <laughs> my lefty mia dirks five eight congratulations thanks for coming by ladies thank, thank you. you got greg lieb up next from belleville altoff high school he's the basketball coach and athletic director and everybody loves greg lieb but you know what everybody hates greg lieb you know what everybody hates waiting in line at the dmv and now you don't have to go see the state certified experts at Rosenthal License Service for all your licensing needs, including title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs, and trailers. Located in Edwardsville in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service. And they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends at Rosenthal License Service. Or give them a call at 656-6163. All right. Welcome to the show from Altoff, Coach Greg Lieb. Hey, thanks, Dave. Love being here. So um, heard about it a little bit. So, you know, even old dinosaurs and I are trying to figure out what podcasts are. So Get a little closer to that mic for me. Sure thing. Thanks. I've had a bunch of Altoff coaches on here, man. I've had a bunch. I've had had golf, cross country. Well, you know, it's uh, soccer. I'm feeling a little offended then, since I'm the longest tenured guy there. But that's okay. You were always busy, man. I've been well, trying to get you on this show for two years. I know, I know, but uh, and uh, you know, those all those guys you just mentioned have had a lot of success. So they have. You know, I, I understand why I'm low on the pole. So. Well, let's uh, let's start with you. How did you get to Altoff? Well, that's a you know a great question. I uh, I started my coaching career um, at Roxana, and it you know, and I was working for the Cardinals as an athletic trainer. So I'm I'm working there for the Cardinals as a trainer, and in the off season, the guy that helped me get the trainer job kind of was Bo Collins from SIUE, the baseball yeah. coach. Well, Bo. Um, was going to be the freshman basketball coach because his son played freshman basketball and they need an eighth grade coach. And he knew I played college basketball at SIUE. And he goes, you know, he asked me, Hey, you want to, you know, coach the eighth grade team? Well, I'm thinking, Hey, this can't be that hard. Shoot. I was a pretty good player. Never. I've never played on a team that did, lost more than five games as a player. Um, I've more than made up for that as a coach, but uh, as a player, I've never, you know, so I, this can't be very hard. My, First year, you know, uh, you know, we win two games. And uh, <laughs> Bo goes, ha, 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 you got the bad, you got a crappy team. <laughs> I go, you're right. The next year, we win no games. We win zero games. The Cardinals are going to go, hey, Greg, we want you to go to, you know, we want you to go to Puerto Rico for the winter. We're thinking about moving you up to St. Pete for uh, – a ball, long season A ball at Al Lang Stadium, which is beautiful, it used to be. And I said, no, because uh, Mark Scroggins was retired or getting out of Roxana. So I 
got to Roxana coaching job. And Roxana gave me my opportunity to go there. I coached there four years. Um, we won our the, the school's first ever regional championship. Uh, you know, I still had this this urge, this, you know, feel to coach college basketball. So I go to coach college basketball at SIUE. Kind of an easy transition just down the road. Jack Morgenthaler, great guy, super coach. Um, you know, I learned a lot there. Like, I was the film guy, and the film guy back then isn't like what it is today. Today you get huddle, all right, and huddle you can you can splice the film up in about twenty minutes, and you got everything done. Back then you had to play the whole thing, record it at at, at that same speed, and then you had to drive it, you know, up to Chicago to swap film or whatnot. So that was kind of the job then. But I learned a lot from watching other teams play, working on scouts and that sort of thing. But as an, as an assistant coach, I didn't necessarily feel like I had that connection. So I uh, talked to the wife. I'd just gotten married. I go, you know, I'm thinking about getting back into high school. So look at a few jobs coming open. And uh, O'Fallon was open, but they were going to hire uh, Shorty, Shorty Tenius. So then they hired Shorty. He had a good career there. And then um, Altoff was open. I remember seeing him at camp at SIUE. That's, I'm like, oh, man, they got some goofy-looking kids. And uh, lo, lo and behold, you know, Coach Shots from Perryville, Missouri, I think he was looking for another country boy ally in the building. So he gave me the job and, you know. What year is this? This is uh, 98, 1998, in the summer of 98. So I got the job and I haven't messed with Happy. I've been there ever since. 23 and, years, 24 years? Uh, this is year 25. Wow. So uh, I haven't messed with Happy. I've had a blast. And you know we've had we've had some good good kids come through there. And you've been basketball coach since day one. When did you become athletic director? Well, I, I was athletic director. Um, I'm back to being assistant principal. They don't okay. What, they don't know what to do with me. Sorry. They no that they, you ain't got to be sorry. You they did me a favor because that, that AD jobs you know it, it's pretty thankless. It's like being the DMV commercial you're talking about. <laughs> um, there's never a good phone call. But no, I've uh, you know, but I was uh, AD about th- three years ago. I did that for four years. Prior to that, I was an assistant principal. I've taught math. I've taught geography. I've taught current affairs. I'm teaching um, consumer ed right now. So just how to write a check. How to write a check. Hey, that was first and foremost because these kids don't know how to write checks. They Does can- anybody write checks anymore? They're probably like. Coach, we're just gonna Venmo. That's it. Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay. That's you know, that's that's the way Bitcoin. It is. Yeah, well, I don't know. Bitcoin tanked, so they you know, but they uh taught him about the stock market a little bit. But it's you know, just that daily interaction with kids. And if you you know, I you know, you, you get to be my age and you think, Oh, what what are you gonna do next? What are you gonna do next? But you know, I'm I'm that guy in um what is that, Jerry Maguire, that little old guy talks about, you know, you know, jump out of bed every morning, go to work, you know, when they're doing those little excerpts, that's, that's how I feel about Altoff and getting up and going to work. It's just, uh, you know, the energy and the passion that, uh, that school has and it's infectious and, you know, I've been blessed to be there. Are you bringing that energy or is that energy there? I don't know. I think I like to contribute. I try, you know, I like to be a positive, positive influence in the kids, you know, cause you know, most of them just mope and Kids are kids, so most of them you can tell when they're moping around. You know, trust me, when we lose by twenty-two, I mope around too. But you know, I don't let anybody see it. But the uh, what's the student population there now? We're three hundred twenty-two. When I started there, we were like seven eighty-five. 
So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's changed. And with that, we've had to change a little bit. Um, the basketball schedule really necessarily hasn't changed. We're still playing at a very high level and a, in a very, you know, against tough competition. But at the end of the season, we're not playing the East sides or the Edwardsville's we're, we're going up against uh, some two, a teams, which gives our kids a little bit better opportunity to be successful. And you are being successful. You had a great year this year. I've got your football coach Frazier coming on here uh, next week. And I've had, just had your, I just had coach Birdsong on here along with the, probably arguably the best soccer player in the area. So you are attracting athletes. What's the secret to that? I just think it's uh, the, 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 the smallness of Altoff, you know, it's a, it's a, it's more of a family atmosphere there. I mean, it's a small school; it's three hundred twenty-two kids, but it's a big attitude. I mean, the, you know, okay, we're a small school; we're going to go play you anyway, and we're going to go out and compete against you either way. So that's uh, that's 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 a draw. And the you know, you know, you're talking about Jake or Pollock, or the soccer players. Well, shoot, Jake's been. He's been coming to Altoff since he's a little guy. So we've had him at camp, you know, for basketball. And, you know, he always told me he's going to be a soccer player. And I go, okay, well, good. You're pretty good. <laughs> Not a little bad basketball player. But, you know, I, I think that's a big piece of it, just, you know, that draw where – and, you know, we've we've always been blessed to hire good coaches. You know, Skip's an accomplished player himself as a, as a soccer player, and he's able to – translate that to the kids on the soccer field and help them understand, you know, what it takes to get to that next level, you know, or you said, uh, we hit your a golf coach, which golf coach in boys or girls? Politis. Polite. Well, shoot, Dan's a teaching pro, right? You know, he's a PGA pro. Now I can't, you know, you'll have to bleep this part out, but I'm sworn to ever say I've took a lesson from Dan. If anybody sees my swing, I had to sign an agreement so that it, you know, he, 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 no one finds out I did. A I heard you. Me. I heard you. You make Barkley look smooth. I do. I do. Barkley, Barkley. You know, I make Barkley look really smooth compared to my swing. But that's, you know, while all those other guys are out there playing golf and beating that, chasing that little white ball around, I'm in the gym. Right. And so that's 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 where my passion draws. But we've been able to to. You know, attract good, great coaches. We've got good facilities, and uh, we play a very competitive schedule. And it's always been that way. When I walked in in 1998 in July, I look in the gym. It looks like any other gym, but the only thing that they hang on the walls in there are state champions. Coach Shot says we don't hang none of them regionals or sectionals or conference stuff. We just you want to get a banner in here. You better hang. You know, better win state. He sounds a little bit like Sling Blade. Well, he well. Uh-huh. we're kind of we're kind of from that era you know that same area sling blade yeah i got about seven guys that could be sling blades of voiceover back home where i grew up but you know that's that sort of stuck with me on that attitude and that approach and that's the, the you know that same attitude that he had is kind of carried over kathy wooler our athletic director now tremendous volleyball coach um in her own time and a great player and she sort of just, you know, keeps continuing that that same approach, that same, you know, values and beliefs. And, you know, it's not necessarily about the wins and losses. It's about developing the kids and making them, you know, successful people for others. Let's talk about the basketball team this year, Coach. How's it going? Well, we are currently 5-4. and four. So we are, you know, one game will look great, next game not so much. So it's a... Uh, it's a work in progress. We got potential. We've got some 
you know, we've got some really good guards that can guard, you know, get up and just, you know, guard the ball really well. We got some size um, that's athletic, and, and you know, he's a difficult matchup because if you put a big on him, you know, Taylor's able to drive by most of those people. Um, we've got a big guy this year who can guard a big. He's only about six three, but he goes about two twenty five. So he, you know, they're not just going to come in there after playing football for Coach Frazier. He's he's ready. To, you know, basketball's light work. He feels like he's a wide receiver out there running around. Do you get more kids who, because you are a smaller school, do you get more kids that play more than one sport? Do you think than bigger schools or not? You know, we want that really. I want that. You know, the the specialization of sports is really, you know, well, the, you, they've showed studies that, you know, for, for injuries, especially in female sports, girls that specialize in one sport or the other, the number of injuries that they may incur possibly greatly increases. But, you know, if I want my guys to play football or soccer or run cross country because I don't want to be stuck in the weight room with them. But, you know, we're going to be down there either way, but I'd rather them be out there competing. You can't, you can't put a price on competition. And if they're competing, they're out there pushing themselves, trying to, you know, get better, then that's, uh, that's, that's the approach we take. And I like my guys to do that. And, of course, I go to Coach Frazier's football bank when I, every, every kid that plays basketball, you know, well, he's going to need to lift weights in the offseason and get ready for next year. So, but, you know, we are lifting weights in the offseason. Probably not putting on the meat that Coach Frazier wants, but we'll get there. Yeah, I see you're one and two in the South Seven Conference, four and four, four and five. You said five and four. We're five and four. What's the one that uh, Max Prep hasn't listed up here? I see the. Uh, I probably we probably just played SIUE Charter, so we we haven't. You know that. Where's part, that? That's in uh, East St. Louis. Okay. Sean Roundtree, he's an old SIUE alum. Of course, I they know were, Sean. I had him in class. Tree was looking for some games, so we had a spot open, just trying to help him out. Okay, and what was the score of that one? Ooh. You guys won that one. We won it, uh, I don't know, maybe by 80. This is the first time I've 40. heard about this school. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, you know, he's he's building it up. He's got some kids. They play pretty hard. He does a good job with it. I mean, it's a, he's he's got a mission down there. He's trying to make a difference with these kids. And those kids aren't necessarily going to get that opportunity to play at East St. Louis High School. So now they have this opportunity to go and they can play, you know, SIUE Charter. So it's going to take him a while to build it up, but I think uh, Tree's got the, he's got more than uh, more than enough uh, belief that he can do that. Charismatic character. I just literally just saw him like two days ago walking through the Edwardsville High School Commons area. I know that he was pursuing an acting career at one point, so I'll have to track him down and get him on here to talk about, talk about that a little bit. Good win over Modern Day. That's never easy. No, no, you know, if, if we if we could beat Jabot, then we'd be uh, Doss and champions. But, you know, we don't play each other, but maybe maybe down the road. But, yeah, modern day, just, they're all six foot two to six foot six, and they're all long-armed. They can all shoot the ball like crazy. We, we caught them on a good night where we were, we were able to get up and, and force them to some uncomfortable situations on, on offense, and uh, we were able to, you know, get some run out buckets and uh, you know, the guys played a really good ball game that game. So it's, it's uh that's, that's how we want to approach most games. And that, that, that's what we're going to strive for. And I noticed that you have a five point win over Danville. And uh, those are my friends up there, Ted Haupt and uh, Mark is the athletic director up there too. Yeah. And that thing, you know, it started out, we started out hot. 
we we thought Danville's ready to get in the bus and go home, but they fought back. I think we we're up twenty, and Danville fought back. They've then they're young. They had two young guards that were just coming at us, coming at us. We were just able to withstand that. Um, I, I they and they must be pretty good because I'm getting a lot of film requests on them. <laughs> they're gonna play a lot of people. So what's up? For you guys, for the end of the season, what are your goals for for the rest of the season? Obviously, it's everybody's goal to win state, but what specifically are you looking to do with this team? Well, it, you know, let's like you like you mentioned, everybody's goal is to win state, but our goal is to be the best possible team we can once we hit playoffs, and uh, to get the guys to that level. And you know that, that it's a tricky part because you play a tough schedule. Um, you know, if you don't have some success mixed in there, some some sometimes the guys lose belief in it. So that's our goal is to keep the guys moving forward, keep them getting better every day, and uh, and then see what can see what can come of it. O'Fallon, Chaminade, Belleville East. Yeah, you're playing some big. You're playing some good competition. I'm I'm playing myself to get fired probably because those guys are all pretty tough. Um, you know, East is just a load. They've got, they're, they're us on steroids. They're all little and quick, but they're about three inches taller at every position and quicker at every position. Um, Chaminade, uh, you know, I never know what Frank's going to pull out of the locker room. They usually got two, six foot, 10 kids not even playing. So I need to tell them about the good things of the Metro East life. Absolutely. But, uh, and then, um, O'Fallon, they had the Centralia's best player, um, come in, you know, move over there to them. So, you know, it made them even that much more dynamic. So, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. The Collinsville term, I think we drew Rockford East. So, uh, you know, they've played some good teams. They're only three and five, but, you know, they only lost to East St. Louis by one point. So that, that says a lot right there. Has the job changed during your tenure? For coaching? Yes. Is it the same? What's always worked for me is the relationship with the kids. And so that's always been the case. That's not changed. Um, how, how you approach the kids has changed immensely. You know, back, you know, I grew up in the era where, you know, you just yell and browbeat kids and, you know, everybody loved you for it. You just can't do that today. You can't coach kids like that. Um, so what do you do? I love them. I know we challenge them. We get after them. We push them. Um, but they, at the end of the day, they know the, you know, they know our job as coaches is to love them. Their job is to love each other. Now, if we can get that going, we can get that, you know, we're going to look like our 2016 team and some other teams as well have been like that. Don't they also have to listen to you also in addition to loving each other? Don't they have to get the message on when do I set this screen? Where do I pass this ball? Yeah, they do. Now, that, you know, you know, treating kids like uh, Bo Ryan where, you know, if they make a mistake, you yank him out and he chumps on his gum. I am not good at that. You know, I try to give kids opportunities to work through mistakes because I need their confidence up whenever they need to make a play. And that's just, that's what works for me. What other works for other guys, it's, you know, that's up to them. But I believe you got to coach to who you are. Mm. And so that's what works for me. The uh, getting kids to do that. You know, sometimes it's, you know, you can run or sit. It's like training a dog, you know. Hey, if you don't do it right, you know, you know, more so with effort than anything because we're big effort guys because we feel we can control that every night. We come in with great effort. We're going to have an opportunity to be okay. 
And so, you know, with effort, hey, you know, hey, you're not giving good effort there. You know, you let that ball roll past you there. Hey, go do, you know, go do it down and back. Come on, let's go. Let's get going on this. So you're motivating with love, and you're also motivating with playing time. Yep. That's the one thing. That's the one thing, man. They all they all love playing time. So, and that's, you know, that's one thing we control. So, you know, and that's, you know, it, it's, it, you know, motivating with fear is limited. And eventually they're not afraid anymore. So if we get them to buy in, then they're, they're, they're working with us. We're getting leadership out there in the locker room, on the court. That's where, you know, that's where the end game looks you know, where you're trying to get to. If you get that, you know, you're a tough team to beat no matter what kind of talent you have. How many more years are you going to keep doing this? I keep getting asked that. I don't know. I got. A I keep getting asked that too. I got a sophomore boy, and, you know, he likes to play. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm still popping up out of bed, you know, thinking about, okay, how can I get, a, how can I get us better today? You know, what do we got to do? We got to do this. And, you know, I'm also the assistant principal in charge of subs. So that usually puts a big rain cloud over my day <laughs> most days trying to find subs to come in. But, you know, my subs way, are hard to find. They are hard to find. I treat subs like, you know, like royalty. You if know? you want to be a sub at Altov High School, what should you do? How do they contact you? Oh, glieb at altovcatholic.org. You contact me and I'll buy you your first two pops. What's so, your, uh, and by pops, you mean so cars? That, Okay. Um, and what's your requirement? Do you have to have a college degree? Well, you have to have a uh, up to a, a, an associate's degree. Okay. The states dropped the sub because there's such didn't a know shortage. that. Yeah, you can have associate's degree and and get your sub certificate. So I like it. And if it's in a really tight pinch, we may make other accommodations. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Coach Greg Lieb, athletic director. No, former athletic director, current dean of students, well, and what do you? What are your? What are all your titles? Oh, I'm assistant principal. Assistant principal. Yeah, my probably my number one job, other than subs, is uh, lunch duty. Mm. Yeah, and that's I'm just trying to work for on purgatory. So when I get to purgatory, I don't have to spend much time there because of lunch duty. You know, lunch duty is going to get me out of that. It's a good Catholic metaphor for the uh, basketball coach at All Top <laughs> on that. Coach Lieb, thanks so much for coming by. I want you to come back again. We'll do a whole hour, I promise. Sounds great, Dave. Thank you. Bye. We're going to talk some 3A football with our Mespy winners from Roxana High School, Coach Wade DeVries and his star running back and safe no, middle linebacker. Safety. Safety. Safety, switching, making the conversion. Terrell Graves. But first, I got to talk about Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans because he saves me money every month now. And it'll save my family thousands in the long run how he refinanced my existing mortgage. And he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, and you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the Metro Esports Podcast Special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $100 to the Metro East High School or junior high team of your choice. He'll give... $100 to Euler football. Do you want that, Coach DeVries? No, not recommended. He'll give $100 to Shell football. Do you recommend that, highly Coach DeVries? Highly recommended. It's your choice, people. Give Andy a call today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support the Shells, right? That's right. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Congrats on a great season. Seven and four. Second round of the playoffs. That's right. Way to go. Thank you. 
season started off maybe slower than you expected or not? Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say slower. You know, I think that going into the first week when we played Robinson, I kind of knew what we were coming up against. I don't know that a lot of the kids did. I don't know that, honestly, I don't know that anybody on our team or maybe many people in our community even know where Robinson, Illinois is. Um, they might've heard of Myers Leonard, but other than that, I'm not sure they may have ever heard of Robinson, but I had talked to their coach previously and I knew they returned, I want to say 17 seniors that had started the year before or something like that. And so this was their year. Um, so we kind of knew what we were getting into week one and our kids were able to get a win at home 16, I believe 16, 16 13. 13. Yep. And, and that kind of springboarded us, you know, and then we had some bumps along the way. I think you're going to always, no matter what, when you get into a season where you're going to play a tough schedule, which we did, um, you're going to face some adversity along the way. And I think that, you know, two out of the first four weeks we faced adversity. We turned the ball over five times against Redbud, uh, got beat on the road there. And then Columbia, Kid made a great play, returned a punt for a touchdown with a minute left, and we lost by a point at Columbia. So you got to find ways to win those games, and I think that was one of the messages that the coaches tried to send as we got further along into the year was we've got to find ways to battle adversity on the road. And and I think that the Wood River game is really where we were able to show that. And then, in, you know, I think turning around, it paid big dividends for us as we got on the road at Hillsborough in the first round of the playoffs. Had some pretty shocking results. 42 nothing win over CM. That's not normal, you know, to have a very to have that lopsided of a contest, Roxana and Civic Memorial. A good win over Freeburg, 36-13, and then the game against Wood River, 35-27, and that was a much ballyhooed game because Wood River came into this Came into this game with a with a strong team and a good record. Yeah, you know, I talk. I've talked previously that it's you know when you go in, the, we, this was the second year we were able to play Wood River, and year one was nice. The rivalry was back, so to speak. But when you're both one and six going into the game, who cares? Yeah, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter, right? There's there's well, it matters to those kids. It does. It does. But it matters it? more to more people outside of right. the Roxana Wood River Metroplex. Right, yeah, and and this year, I mean, when you were at that game, um, you, you know, we 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 did a, our pregame. We did a little bit differently. That What'd game. you do? It was so cool. We like we warmed up on our home field. Terrell, we, you're gonna gotta, you gotta get up close <laughs> to that microphone. So what'd you do? So, like, since we're like literally like five minutes away from their school, we did our whole warm up at our school on our turf, and then we just got on the bus, padded up, ready to go. And then we got escorted there by, like, fire trucks and police and stuff. Wow. And we came there, like, exactly when it was time for kickoff. We ran on the field, got our little kickoff, what we're going to do, what we're going to kick, and then we just went. And so, what? wow. So you're playing head games from, from the get-go because the Oilers are looking over there going, are the shells even going to show up for this game? I mean, we're good. What was the record going into that? Five and one? They were six and one. They were six and one. And it was senior night. And you were four and three. Yeah. They got all these seniors. Yeah, sixteen of them. And so you don't you're not even there. No. We were just getting ready to play. Uh, of course I wasn't there, so I had to be in Wood River because I had to be there for the coin toss. So it was we had one player at the time that was injured, and him and I drove over separately in a car to be able to do the coin toss while the whole all the assistant coaches and the rest of the team warmed up back at home. Uh, at Roxana. Do you think the Wood River coaching staff knew what you were doing, knew that you were warming up elsewhere, or did they think that you were just running late? Well, I think eventually they figured it out when there was four minutes on the clock and we weren't there. And then 
down the road. So I'm seeing this firsthand from the field, right? Parents are losing their mind. They have no idea what's going on. Nobody knew about this except for me uh, and the administrators. And so I didn't tell the kids until we got there that day to get on the bus. Um, I told the kids what was going to happen. And, you know, the next part of it had to be that if you go through all that and you do all this stuff to get excited, get hyped up, bring the rivalry back, and then we go and lose the game, it's a lot less effective. But we didn't, you know, honestly, Terrell here sitting next to me and, you know, they scored a touchdown. We, we had struggled. So every game we had lost, we lost three games on the road before that game. And we had been winning at halftime every week, every game we had lost. That game we were winning at halftime. We go into the second half. We made a couple mistakes. Wood River took the lead with about four minutes left in the game. We got the ball back, and it took two plays. And one of them was, I don't know, how long How long was your touchdown? 35 yards. Yeah. You know, two big plays and scored a touchdown. Wood River got the ball, went down the field, attempted a field goal. One of our – we actually – Oddly enough, we executed a field goal block to perfection. Uh, the, both def- senior defensive linemen did exactly what they were supposed to do. Senior linebacker shot the gap, blocked the kick, scooped and scored, uh, and it was pretty exciting. Legendary. What was the uh, vibe like at the game? Was it just electric from the from the time the, the kids get there from the fire trucks to the to the to the very end? Was it like the Super Bowl? It was. It was. Um, and Terrell can probably speak at it better than I can. Um, it was the best feeling ever. Like, I just felt so hyped and, like, ready. And, like, after it, it was, like, just joy. Do you know all the kids on the Wood River team? Yeah, I do. Because most people in the Metro East, I'm going to assume, realize that it's kind of like Edwardsville, Glen Carbon, you know, like Belleville, Millstadt. It's it's the same community. Um, Breeze, St. Rose, right? So you guys are, like, the same town kind of almost cut in half. Yeah, yeah, it's honestly the way I, if somebody asked me how these school district lines were cut, I have absolutely no idea. I know that like 70% of our kids live in, live in Wood River. I know the town of Roxana is very small compared to the town of Wood River. Um, and I think they just cut the school lines to make the schools about the same size. Uh, that's my guess. I honestly don't even know how it works. Well, it's, but, a, it's a fun game. And congrats to yeah. both programs on having their teams at such a point where the, where the game garnered interest from people outside of your respective communities. Yeah, I, I don't know what the final count was. I never got it. I think that the AD from Wood River had contacted Coach Briggs, and I think that he estimated 2,500 people, 2,500 tickets they had sold. Mr. Beatty? Yep. That's awesome. That's great, and that's good That's good for the kids. You know, the kid, the kid, The kids want that. The kids want to play yeah. in front of fans. It's fun for you. We want the rivalry back, right? That's why we changed. That's why we got out of the South Central. That's why we got in this league is to get these – Metro these Riverbend rivalries back and and we were able to do it. Terrell, talk about your season. Rush for a thousand yards. Congratulations. Thank you. What are you gonna remember from this season? Um I don't know. I was surprised like how good I did, like because last my sophomore year was like not very good. Like I rushed for like four hundred yards. But this year, like I just like kind of took off. I was making big plays all the time and I was just I was just proud of it, honestly. What made the difference last year to this year? Did your body just mature or your mind or all of it? I definitely was more confident on the field because after your sophomore year, like you definitely gain more confidence on the field. And with confidence, you just play better. And then all in the weight room and everything else I did outside off the field. How about your new weight room? Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's amazing. Having Mr. Briggs on here and having your other coaches on here. We, we have talked to every single, I've talked to you about it on air. Make a difference? Yeah, definitely. You can just cool. see it. 
the record, the numbers, everything. Yeah, and we've got it up in the weight room now. I mean, he's got we've got comparisons from 21, 22 to 22, 23. And if you look at it for the fall, volleyball was better, boys soccer was better, boys football was better. Um, so all three of those sports all had better records. Uh, and it's a testament to what you know Coach Hellman does in the weight room with all of our athletes. Yeah, the kids enjoy it too, and it's nice. You know, we want the kids in the Metro East, every school, to have nice things. So good for you. Congratulations. Did you see a big jump in this kid's confidence this year on the field? Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, and Terrell, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that your freshman year was the first year you'd ever played football, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And really? And so he hadn't played growing up, and so he had just stepped on and played. And, of course, his freshman year was the COVID spring season, oh, man. which, I mean, you can kind of count as football. at that. You know, we're, you're playing football, but it's in the spring, and half of it overlaps with basketball, and half of it overlaps with baseball, and you're practicing like three days a week. It was, it was nothing like a real football season. Right. And, so, and then his sophomore year, you know, he got thrown into playing varsity because he was the best we had. Right. And, and, you know, ready or not, here we, here we go. And that's kind of the case for him and probably 10 or 11 other kids in his grade that were sophomores playing that year. And they, there were some growing pains involved, but I think you started to reap those benefits this year. I think that the confidence stems, I think, first and foremost from the weight room. I think that when you're bigger, faster, stronger, I think you know you're bigger, faster, and stronger. And I think that it makes it much easier to go play football. And and then just the experience, you know, going and saying, hey, we've played these guys before. We took their best shot a year ago, and now it's our time to not take their best shot but deliver ours. 12 touchdowns. Averaging 97 yards a game, the kid had a great year running the rock and playing playing on the defensive side of the ball, too. What's the future for you? What are you looking forward to next year as a senior? Um, I got big goals. I want to break the season rushing record. What is it? It's uh, 1,700. What will it take for you to do that? What I've been doing the whole time since sophomore season, just the weight room, consistency, going to the field on my own, just doing everything extra that I can. What's it like to coach this kid? It's easy, right? I mean, all I got to do is call a play and hand him the ball, and it makes me look smart. <laughs> <laughs> what about next year? What are the t- what are the goals for the team for next year? Um, I think that number one for me is, I talked about this, I- I've talked to other people too, is is win the river bend, right? I mean, we're in this league. We got in this league. It's a great league, right? Brees and, and Columbia and Freeburg and Salem, you know, it's great. It's a great football league for us. But the fact is we're in this league because we want to be able to play CM, Wood River, Marquette. And now we had a Jerseyville week one. So now we get to play everybody that we of our size, you know, not Alton High School, but we get to play all these other river bend schools um, I guess kind of the way it was back in the day, right? I mean, I wasn't around for it and Terrell wasn't around for it, but the way it used to be, we're able to bring back and get those rivalries. And if you can win the Riverbend, you know that you're going to be competitive. And and then, you know, I think going to the conference, and and I think that we have a little bit of unfinished business. You know, we finished three and two in the league this year. And uh, I think that everybody believes that we could have been better. Yeah, for sure. Big win over Marquette, 68 to nothing. Are these are these schools going to keep playing you? Yeah, they will. Uh so Marquette just made the coaching change. You know, Coach Dickerson took over as the head coach. Um, I think, And they, they've got their work cut out for him, and they knew that going into this year. Uh, you know, I talked to Coach Mack before the game. I talked to Coach Mack after the game. He's a great guy. And when you've got 24 kids and I think it was 16 freshmen and sophomores, mm. um, you know, I mean, they're, they're similar, I guess, to where we probably were a year ago. 
uh, back in 2021 when we were starting 11 soft, 12 sophomores and two freshmen. Um, you know, and he asked me, he's like, what's the difference? It's like, how did you get from there to where you are now? And I said, it's the weight room to me. And there, there's, I mean, there's no magic offense, defense, or anything that I do from a, a head coaching point of view. I think he just, these kids get in the weight room with Coach Hellman, and they train consistently for 12 months a year. There is no in-season. There's no out-of-season. There's no, ooh, I got a game today. I better take it. No, you just lift weights, and you sprint, and you jump, and you train. And you eat. And you eat. Are you, are you coaching these kids on what to eat? Coach Hellman does, yeah. He's exceptional with nutrition. Do you ever wish you could just – I know the answer to this question. Do you ever wish you could feed them yourself? Just oh, like, yeah. Just have that training table like at a like at a Division One school where you could make sure that they were all getting what they need because, let's face it, not every kid gets what they need. Right. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that we do our best, uh, especially in season. You know, in season is a little bit easier because we're more hands-on with them uh, more consistently. But, you know, we feed them on Thursdays. We make sure they have food on Fridays. Uh and it's it's just it's just re reiterating you know over and over again I think um, what's important what's good to eat what's bad to eat um, you know and just keep the more knowledge they have you know the more likely I think and the more capable they are of eating the right things and you're still playing the same offense single wing offense right yeah that's a, that's us that's you that's always going to be you right yep. <laughs> I got into the shotgun this year I almost had an aneurysm it was not my favorite thing but I tried it. I hate and it. You hated it. Oh, no yeah. more. No more shotgun? No, we'll still do it. That, Once but in a while. I, but I still hate it. As a running back, <laughs> this is the offense you want to play in, right? Yeah, I love it. Did you throw the ball at all this year? Yeah, we probably threw the ball more. Well, definitely more this year. You know, our quarterback was a sophomore as well the year before. Okay. Um, and our receiver the year before was a so sophomore. So your quarterback this year is going to be a senior. He will. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Chris, Chris has grown up, you know, in the same group with Terrell and Evan and, and different guys that have been on here. And... Uh, you know, he's back now for third year as a starting quarterback. And so we've got our, our two leading rushers back. we got our quarterback, our receiver. You know, we returned nine starters on offense. And so uh, I think that that's really where I think that we have to make some leaps and bounds, um, especially up front on the offensive line, our ability to execute. Obviously, we've got the talented kids behind them. You know, you've had Evan on before. We've got Terrell on now, and there's a reason why. And I think up front this year we improved tremendously throughout the year. But I think it's getting that going from week one because when we go play Jerseyville week one, we better be ready to go. And this year you had a great year. You get to the second round. First round win, 13-7 over Hillsboro. Is that a good old-fashioned Roxana Charlie Rach football game or it, what? It could have been uh, Charlie Rach and um, Rich Stewart from Hill. I don't know if you're familiar with Rich Stewart from Hillsboro. Back Not. In, he was there about 20 years ago. They were really, really good. Um, but two wing T under center teams. Um, I think the over-under on passes that game was set at about two and a half. I think we might have hit the under. No, we threw the ball a little bit more than that, but not much. Uh, I mean, it was it was two wing T teams kind of hitting each other in the mouth. Uh, and, and we were able to make a couple big plays at the end of the game to get the win. Tough second round. Uh, you played a very good team in Fairbury and uh, come away with a 41-20 to 20 loss. Take away any lessons from that game? Yeah, I thought that we were a couple shots. We missed a couple shot plays. Uh, we had a couple built in that we thought we could hit home runs on, and you know we just missed, and and we were right there. You know, there, uh, if I remember right, weeks two through ten, they had clocked every team they had played, 
and their average score I think was fifty four to six. Yeah, they won their the round before that fifty seven to twelve against Paxton. So right. they were well, and that were game was fifty seven to zero till the fourth quarter. Good old Tolono Unity High School shut them out fourteen nothing though. They did. I talked so I talked to actually I talked to their coach. Where's after, Tolono? Uh, Tolono is just south of Champaign. You know, they played in the state finals a year ago. This year they went to the semis where they got beat by Williamsville. Um, you know, Scott Hamilton is the head coach at Tolono. He's a Roxanna grad. He played for Charlie. Wow. Um, and so I know Scott really well. He's a great guy, Hall of Fame coach. Um, they're a really good program. And But I actually talked to Prairie Central's coach the weekend, the day after they got beat by Tolono because we were up there for the All-State um, voting, getting, getting kids on the All-State teams. And when I talked to him, I just – I asked him, I said, you know, I watched you guys play yesterday, and that did not look like the same team that I saw. He said that we uh, keep it cleaned up. It, we beat their fullback up to the point where he couldn't practice the whole week. So they had three stars. There. You beat their fullback up. Yeah. He's like, they, he's like he couldn't practice all week. Mm. And and he this I would say their fullback, middle linebackers, if not the best player, one of the, the two or three best, maybe the kid from Columbia, uh, but he was one of the two or three best football players that we saw all year. Mm. Second round loss last year at State. You got all these seniors coming back next year. Is next year potentially a – is that the best group coming into the season on paper that you've ever had during your tenure at Roxana? I think for sure, right? I mean, you know, I mean, on paper is on paper, right? We just had a, a meeting last week, and we talked about that this year we had success, right? I mean, we were able – seven and four is good, uh, seven and four certainly is not the end goal, um, but right now we're zero and zero, and we still got to go line up, and we still got to go. We got to put in the work. The amount of work we put in from November of twenty one through August of twenty two is what allowed us to win in the twenty two season. And now from November of twenty two to August of twenty three, the amount of work we put in there is what's going to dictate our ability to win in twenty three, not how well we did in twenty twenty two. Same schedule next year. Uh, we just lose Robinson at Jerseyville. But other than that, the the next eight games are the same. Yep, tough schedule. It is, you know. I mean, that's why we got into this. When I went in twenty nineteen, you know, we played in the South Central, which was a great league, I and mean, we were only five and four that year. So it's not like we were world beaters in the South Central. But we went and played at Columbia round one, and I went back to Coach Briggs and I said, "Hey, listen, there is nothing, no disrespect to the South Central because there's a lot of great football teams that we never beat while we were in it that I was there, but." Nothing on our schedule is getting us ready for to go play 4A playoffs against Columbia and Rochester and Breeze Central and teams like that. So to get ready for the 4A playoffs, we have to play a 4A schedule. And now if you can go win a four in a 4A league and drop into 3A, now you you've got something going for yep. you. And you know that's what we're able to do this year. I don't I don't think there's anybody, including Prairie Central, who in our, you know, you're going to go into the 3A playoffs minus someone like Immaculate Conception, um, but they might be playing under a different set of rules than us, but. I think that if you can win in a 4A league and go into 3A playoffs, man, you could be really hard to beat. I see the blueprint because that is exactly also what another team did. They played throughout the season uh, Waterloo. Waterloo played a 5A schedule. They're, they're out there playing Mascuda yeah. in Highland. and Troy, then, Triad. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So they play five at five A throughout the season, and then for the playoffs, they drop down to four A. Okay, I almost got Sacred Heart Griffin. Exactly. Yep. So I see the blueprint, and to me, it makes total sense. Yeah. Play play bigger, better competition during your season, but 
you have to get those five wins because if you don't, then you don't make the playoffs. Exactly. And if you don't get your five wins, then guess what? You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But, yeah. yeah. You know, they kind of underseeded. It's it's tough. You almost need to consider strength of schedule when they seed these teams, though. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think once you get in, if you can get to five wins, as I told the kids all year, if we get to five wins in 3A, there are a lot of 8-1 and one and 9-0 and oh teams that don't want to play us because we're going to be really hard to beat. Because if you look at our losses, we lost to really good teams. And and what we do can pose some problems because it's different, right? We're not in the gun like everybody else in the state. We do things a little bit differently. And I think that you can pose some problems by doing that. And I think that when you look down a team that's lost and their losses are Breeze Central and Columbia mm-hmm. and schools like that, those 3A teams are going, is no different than you know, Sacred Hearts going in to play Waterloo and they're going, yeah, but their losses are to Highland and Triad and Mascuda. I mean, those guys are going to be ready to play for a football. Terrell, what's it like to play for Coach DeVries? He seems like a guy who probably takes naps at practices and is like low energy, right? No. (laughs) He's, I don't know, I like it. He's great. He helps out like all the kids like with grades. He's on them like that's first priority. Oh, he's the only head coach I've ever played. Yeah, for. I was gonna say you yeah. you're pretty new to football, and this is the only football coach you've ever played for. Yeah. Are you going to play any other sports at Roxana this year? Do you play anything besides football? I do track. What are you doing in track? Um, I run the hundred um, outdoors. It's the hundred, two hundred, four by one. I could do four by two. I don't know. I feel like this year it'll be different. Last year I just did the one hundred mostly, and then. 200. And obviously you love it that your that your speed guys are running track and learning how to run faster and and so forth. That's the name of the game. Are you do you help out with track at all? Uh actually I have not previously. This year I'm actually coaching junior high track. Really? Um, yep. So I have, I've been very clear with the with coach Akel at the high school. I said I am completely ignorant, but I'm organized and I can recruit kids. So we'll have 100 little junior high kids. I don't know if I can coach them to do anything, but I'll recruit them, and we'll stay organized. Teach them, teach them to run fast. Teach them to run fast, throw far, and jump far. Jump high, jump, jump far. High. That's it. It'll be fun. Oh man, that's a lot of organization. I think that's number one for a track coach. You get all these moving pieces and parts. I don't know how they do it. I look at Coach Licados, the coach of the high school. I just oh think yeah, organizationally, I think it's I think it's a crazy crazy tough thing to do. All right, should we give this kid a little ch- a chance to get some extra credit in one of his classes for tomorrow? Oh yeah, we can always use that. Okay, it's a little game I, I play called uh, Let's Get Some Extra Credit in One of Your Classes for Tomorrow. So I want you to think about that class in which you could use a little bit of extra credit. Now, what class is that? And When I ask you who your favorite teacher or your favorite class is, you want to mention the one where maybe the teacher is going to give you a little bit of extra credit if you were talking about him or her. What's your favorite, what's your favorite uh, teacher or class right now? Um, biology with Miss Hannigan. Biology with who? Miss Hannigan. Miss Hannigan. So tomorrow you're gonna. Th- what do you love about Miss Hannigan or bio or bio with Miss Hannigan? Um, she's. I like her as a teacher. She's very nice, but she assigns a lot of work. <laughs> All right. Well, you're gonna get to tell Miss Hannigan that tonight on the Metro Esports podcast, you were talking about her bio class, and that should earn this kid some extra credit, some consideration. If it was up to me, it would. Clearly. All right. 
Terrell Graves, Coach DeVries, congratulations. 3A Mespy winners, the Shells. Congrats on a great football season. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work in the weight room, and congrats to you guys on continuing to improve your facilities there. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're going to check in with Mascuda head football coach Aaron Hilgendorf, who's here to celebrate his 5A team and their Mespy winning season. But first, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, Please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, the chance to serve you. They've got offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 130 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 5,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at blastinggamegroup.com. You will not be disappointed. And when you go out and play some golf, when the weather gets warm this winter, you know we're going to have a couple warm weekends. When the weather gets warm, you got to go out to Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction, to an afternoon out on the links by yourself, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest. Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. Love the Brook. Are you a golfer, Coach? I, I wish I was. You spend too much time coaching football. Uh, I love it. I hit one or two shots every nine holes just to keep me coming back, but I'm not really that good. I took two months off, and then I quit. All right, <laughs> Coach Aaron Hilgendorf, congratulations. 5A football Mespy winner. Two playoff wins, including a one-point first-round playoff win that I want to hear all about, and then I've got to hear all about the Snow Bowl. Oh, yeah. Let's take it one step at a time, though. Absolutely. Talk about your regular season. A uh, regular season, it uh, kind of an incredible year for us. Um, some ups and downs, high expectations, which is great. Um, playing a lot of young guys, great senior class. So it's it's that mix of veteran experience and then guys trying to find their role and where they can help the team win and who fits where and how we all work together. And um, you know, started off three and zero, and then we had a little rough spell in the middle, and then started playing our best football towards the end of the season and. Um, you know, perfect time to head into the postseason. So I think you, I think you have a good schedule because you were eight and four and during the regular season. So you're losing enough games that you can test yourself and figure out how you need to improve. But you're still beating the competition and winning the games that you have to win. Yeah, absolutely. We we lost too many games for our liking. You never want to lose, and we could. That's probably a whole another conversation. I've had that conversation with some people. You can you can learn a lot from winning too. Um, and what you need to improve on, but that's a little more difficult sometimes because it doesn't hit you right in the face. Um, but yeah, we, we play a good schedule. Our conference was really good this year, not only in our regular season, but we had some conference opponents that 
did well in the playoffs as well. Um, Waterloo gave, you know, the state champions from Sacred Heart Griffin uh, a run early, um, you know, and then Highland and Triad also. So I'm glad you brought up Waterloo because we just talked about Waterloo in the last spot because they play a 5A schedule and then they play 4A in the playoffs. So they're preparing for 4A by playing 5A. We just had Roxana on there on here, and they're preparing for three A by playing four A. Yeah, correct. I mean, you you got two ways to look at it. Do you want to win a lot of games in the regular season? Um, you know, everybody, like I said, I want to win every single game. But um, reality is, you got bigger bigger prizes, and right. you want to challenge yourself. And how do you get better? Um, but you got to play good competition. Iron sharpens iron. So. And you don't just get to be in the playoffs. You have to get that magical fifth win, right? Yeah, something special in Illinois. Um, you got to qualify, you know, five wins is not easy. Um, when you play nine regular season games and as competitive as the area is, uh, you know, getting those five is, is still a special thing. And, you know, we try to make it special every time our, our team is able to accomplish that, you know, it is the expectation, but five wins, you don't, you can't take that for granted. Did you think you had a two, uh, playoff win team when you lost 56, nothing to Highland? What were you thinking after that game? You know, that. A lot of, I've gotten that question a lot. Uh, one of the worst losses to be a part of. Um, but to be honest, when we came home from that game, um, some of the conversations I had with a couple coaches, with my wife, a um, couple of the players is, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had another chance to play them? Um, and that was a little foreshadowing for round two. But um, really tough loss. Highland's a fantastic team this year. Uh, really well coached, lots of good players. Um, and they put it on us, and we were in a bad spot. But there were enough things during that game positive for us, believe it or not, when you get blown out that bad, um, that we knew we were going to be able to improve from and, and, like I said, make that run in the playoffs and, and win a few more games. I just think it's fascinating that you lost to them 56 to nothing, and then just a month later, or three weeks later, a month later basically, from October 14th to December 5th, you turn that around to a 55 to 42 win in the playoffs on the road. Yeah. What would the what what do you think Vegas would have set a line? I mean, you lose them 56. I bet you the line would have been I bet you Highland would have been giving you 35 points. Yeah, I think uh, you know, people play around with high school scores and um all it is is score watching, but somebody right. somebody had us as 28 point underdogs, which is huge. For high school, but you believed you could win that game. Yeah, Um, and and that's reality. I mean, you you talk about it all the time as a coach. Uh, What did you see in that fifty five not fifty six nothing loss that that made you think I want to play these guys again? Well, because you were right. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast probably to get into the weeds on that stuff. I I'd, I'd love to have that in depth conversation, but I can narrow it down to one thing: is we wanted the opportunity. Um, and the fact that our boys wanted to play them again, that tells you something right there. Instead yeah. of tucking your tail and running, let's go fix this. Let's go get better. Let's let's fix some things and compete against another good team and give them our best shot. And um, you know that that's really the number one thing. So you like the way your team reacted afterwards? Competed? Yes, we competed. And uh, don't get me wrong, they they took it to us. I mean, you don't lose that much, and they're a machine when they get rolling and they play with the lead, and um, they have really good players in that senior class and. The underclassmen that play for them, don't get me wrong, they they took it to us. But and they have a great quarterback this year. The quarterback, their offensive line is fantastic. The running back is a workman, and they they got some good receiver. I mean, they they got lots of good players. We go through the whole roster. They deserve. a lot. They had a very narrow loss to Edwardsville 
at early. Edwardsville. Yeah, early. And the that's... Edwardsville kids walked away from that game with a lot of respect for Highland for the way that they competed. Yeah, that's a that's a early tough talk about tight playing a tough schedule early. They did that, and that was their only regular season loss um, all year. So, um, like I said, quality team, but when we, we we talked about let's just get back to work and let's take advantage of a few things we think we can do and mix some things up and make some adjustments and. Um, can you talk about the adjustments that you made? Yeah. Well, one was we got two players back. That's always a, that's always a benefit. Um, you know, guys that we had an offensive lineman. Anytime you get an offensive lineman, that starts a lot of games for you. Um, and he misses that week eight game. You get him back. That obviously Who is helps. It? Henry Paddock is his name. He's a junior. Position. Um, left tackle for us. Um, Blind side. Yeah. He, he does a very good job for us. Um, that was He's an attitude type of player. Um little undersized for the position. He's getting bigger, but he's really strong and really aggressive. And, um, you know, it was nice to get him back. Uh, and then we had a defensive end, Armani Parker, that uh, worked his way back from an injury earlier in the year as well. And we got him back for the playoff run as well. So um, that was huge. Those Did that change the whole line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball? Uh, yeah. I mean, Armani's a difference maker. Henry's a difference maker. Uh, but, again, when we – the guys that were playing and the guys that did play in week eight – they're like, hey, let's we're together, let's go. Um, and it was, we'll play you wherever we want, wherever you want, however, and we got our guys together, and let's let's go to work. So, um, but yes, it, it makes a huge difference scheme wise. You can do some things. Those guys are difference makers. Um, you know what we wanted to do, and we actually one of the adjustments was we brought more offensive linemen onto the field. You know, uh, we're, we're to a system now offensively where we feel we can do a lot of different things in a lot of different personnel groups. And we thought one of our best chances was um, let's get that extra offensive lineman on the field. So we played most of the time with six offensive linemen, and there was a package where we played with seven um, just against our defensive front and kind of try to take away their really good defensive tackles and play on the edge a little bit, create a couple extra gaps, um, and then get the ball in our playmakers' hands. And those guys were really good. Um, and Allen Middleton and Quincy Hall um, had, had a fantastic game. Um, running it, throwing it, catching it, um, doing a lot of things offensively. And, and, you know, the score was we gave up 42 points, but our defense made them drive and made them earn. There weren't a lot of big explosive plays like there was in the first time we played them. Um, and we got off the field in some critical situations and defensive. It was one of the best defensive. If you can say that, giving up 42 points, it was one of the best defensive efforts um, our team had all year. Well, when you're scoring 55 points, 42 looks like good defense. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, the – the last touchdown, too, um, they're trying to get the ball. They had the ball with a few seconds, you know, not much time left on the clock, and they run the old rugby play, um, trying to lateral at the quarterback scramble, but they had 60 yards to go, so he laterals it and laterals it, and then um, Quincy Hall picks it up and scores as the, oh. as the last sound. So we got an extra touchdown there at the end. So, you know, it was a back and forth, and everybody you talked to, what a fantastic game it was. One-point victory over Marion. Yeah, talk about. I read a little bit about this, but what happened? Well, uh, so just some background. Marion beat us in round two last year. Right. Uh, really good, fantastic. Again, well coached team. So we got to play two teams that beat us um, those first two rounds. But Marion, what a physical group of guys they are, um, and they changed identities this year a little bit. Um, they've been, you know, they're they've had some good athletes. Uh, quarterback is a fantastic basketball player. Great quarterback. Um, and they kind of spread you out and do different things, and they have a little heavy package that they bring in. But this year they kind of lived in their heavy package. So being a little undersized, Mascuda was this year. Um, we had to kind of buckle up and, and really set a tone physically and try to stop and 
again, our defense did a fantastic job, and we got up on them early, um, and then they scored one late. And, you know, in a game of a 21 to 20, we're talking in the first quarter about getting a two-point conversion stop because we knew it's that those type of games mm-hmm. where every point matters. Um, and we hit our extra points, and we were able to stop them on a two-point conversion earlier. And, you know, that's that – That was the difference. That's what gets it. So you're kicking yours, and they're – Yeah, we got a big two-point conversion ourselves. Um, but just those extra plays, a lot yeah. of times people – that's when you get up from the couch and go get a drink on Sunday, you know, after somebody scores a touchdown. But first round of playoffs, every snap matters. So you, you make a big play, but our kids were able to respond and get a stop when it matters most. And then we're able to refocus after a big offensive play and put one in ourselves. Awesome. One point win. That's that's oh, got that's got to feel good on, on our home field in the playoffs, a team that beat us last year. Um, and we were the home team with, you know, six and three. We were the seven seed, um, which you don't think of a whole lot getting around one game with that's your record. Usually you got to have at least eight wins, seven wins um, or nine and oh to rep play at home. So we took advantage of that. And, uh, you know, then you come away with a great football game on a great weather day tight game those kids are going to remember that in this hard-fought win yeah. scott battis didn't care much about that did he though no no we love we love hosts and scott does an awesome he's actually uh you know i love working for him like-minded guy we're on the same page with how we want to run things and he's actually speaking at the national convention for athletic directors how about this week. that so, yeah he he's he's great to work for man i'm glad i was nice to that guy before he got famous so yeah. i so that way he'll hopefully still be nice to me yeah. i don't know yeah He's the first guest we ever had on this show. You said that, yeah. What do you think about that? That makes, you know, yeah, you he's should. the first guy I reached out to. He should have his picture up somewhere. He right? should. Yeah, autograph it for you. Probably a statue. Did, have <laughs> they built one of him yet in the uh, scooter? Uh, not yet, but maybe in the works at some point. we got to win a few more games first. Well, he's he's working hard, and I know that he loves that town, and I, and I know that he had he had all kinds of good ideas. He sold what – didn't you guys have, like, luxury tents at that game? Yeah, we had we have – the home playoff games has kind of been a cool deal. We bring some tents out, um, you know, the, the snow in the quarterfinal game, and they sold out, and they get right down there on the track when they're tents. Just great ideas, great way to bring the community together, but it's all genuine. That's the thing with him. It's it's a passion for, for the community, for the school, you know, being a graduate and what his vision is for what we do. It's his um, town. It is. He yeah. went to that high school. Yeah. It's not just some place where he works. That's his town. Yeah, he loves it. Loves it, and that's what I'm saying. It's genuine. It's not – you can just see it and how much he cares, and it rubs off on, you know, our coaching staff's not just football, but the whole athletic department is tight um, on like-minded, and we cheer for each other, and, you know, he's the head of that. And he's improved the facilities. Oh, yeah. And the proof is in the pudding. The, ki- the kids are winning. The yeah. teams are winning. There's a lot of success there. you got Coach Campbell there, strength yeah. and conditioning. He's yeah. doing a good he's job. Fantastic. That made you smile. Yeah, he's fantastic. Get to work with him every day, so – are you a um, PE teacher? Yeah, so uh, we actually moved our, our weight room facility inside the school to our small field house um, this year. We got rubber flooring down. We got the 10 racks in there. Um, it, I can't say enough about how much that helps our athletes. We, we have 400 athletes go through the school day in speed and strength. Um, that's head up by, by Frank Campbell. Um, it's just a huge opportunity for us, and wrestling is now inside, which is a great opportunity for them to have their wrestling room and get after it in there. Um, was so, wrestling, were they wrestling outside in the field house? They oh. rolled the mats out and they had to roll them up every day. Now they have their room. Um, you know, it's fantastic. So, uh, you know, we were in there every day, seven periods a day. Um, coach Campbell leads it. And then myself and, uh, Lauren step, our head women's, uh, soccer coach who does a fantastic job. We kind of assist him in there. Uh, and we just roll kids in. It's a great time. I love the at- atmosphere and their hard work that the kids are putting in. 
Um, but a talk, you know, attention to detail and getting it better. And one of the things I, I just love, um, you, you come in there and you have a, our cheerleaders are fantastic athletes, by the way, I was bragging about them the other day, but you have a cheerleader next to a, a male soccer player next to a football player next to a, a bowler. Um, and they're working next to each other in racks throughout the school day, improving each other and getting faster, getting stronger. And, um, just creates a, a great atmosphere. Well, if you listen to the last interview, you heard Wade DeVries talking about a similar situation in Roxana, yeah. where they've got a strength and conditioning coach that he sees as making improvements in their football program. So, I, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that that the that the good schools or the more competitive schools have in-house strength and conditioning programs led by people who know what they're doing and they've got the facilities to pull it off. Yeah, it's all it all comes together. You can uh you know, our school board knows that athletics drives our academics, you know, um and vice versa, you know, a, a complete student. Um our administration does the same thing. They know that it's important to our kids and when our kids are engaged and working hard, um not only in the weight room but with sports, academics are and we have proof of that. But when you have a certified guy like uh, Frank Campbell invested in that and then you know scott battis our athletic director supporting it and all the coaches on board getting our athletes in the class working together to improve it it makes a huge difference you can spend your tires all day doing stuff but you got to do it right and the kids got to buy into it the coaches sport coaches got to buy into it and um you know it it makes a difference we want to be the best and and we got to continue to work for it and then we get to the quarterfinals against Peoria High School, and it was a Saturday morning, and I woke <laughs> up, and I looked outside, and it was sunny, but there were a few flakes, but nothing, nothing had stuck to the ground. But then I look on social media, and I see that in Mascuda, they are clearing how many inches of snow? It was six to seven inches. It was at least six in spots. Some people were telling us it was seven, but it was legit. Six inches of snow that, every, everywhere. That dumped, and I again, I live in Maryville yeah, uh, near 162, and just 30 miles, 20 miles to the south, you guys got dumped on hours before your game, yeah. and your award-winning athletic director, Scott Battis, puts out, hangs out the bat beam in the sky <laughs> and asks the community to come out and help, and what happened? Yeah, what a, what a scene. Um we're texting. We're we're texting. It's a shocked me. I knew we might get some flurries, but when I woke up, you know, we're texting back and forth. He's like, "I'm on it." Um, so by the time I get down to the field, we already have some community members there. We got all these blowers going. We were starting to shovel, um, and it turned into, um, "Well, let's get the lines off. Let's clear the sideline. Let's at least get the yard lines and the hashes and the everything we need." But as you're walking through, I mean, it's it's up almost up to your knee in spots. How are we going to play a football game? So next thing you know, there's more people showing up. This about by 9 a.m. Um, and we get some equipment on the field and, you know, high high blowers that are just blowing snow where it needs to go. And um, what a picture it was because there was people in the stands. There was people in the visitor stands. There were people on every sideline. Um, and that might have been – that that whole field was clean and dry by 3 o'clock. Well, actually, by 1 o'clock – um, when we first got on it with our players for a little walkthrough time, it was dry and it was like it was in August, just piles of snow everywhere else outside of it. So what a, uh, it just says when, when people, you know, everybody supports high school athletics, everybody supports their school, their community. But when you call people to do it and then on a Saturday morning, yeah, let's go get to work. And, uh, you know, as I was out there with somebody gave, I was telling this the other day, someone gave me this high powered backpack blower steel, um, 
and I'm going to work on it. And everybody's telling me, hey, coach, go get ready for the game. Hey, coach, go get it ready for the game. And I'm just, in the meantime, I'm like, well, we got to get the field ready. But a community thinking about, all they thought about was our boys. Let's clear the field. This is our opportunity to support them. So I left, you know, by the time I, you know, there's things to do, playoff game Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, just what a testament to the community and, you know, really saying, you know, not just saying we support them, but, hey, you're asked upon. Showing and, up. And we're showing up and doing the work. And um, How know. many people do you think showed up? Over 100. Get out of town. No, there was over 100 people that were involved in that. Um, you know, there were some little kids, too. Dad, uh, a father I know, had his seven-year-old boy out there. He had his little shovel clearing That's off. child labor. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but clearing off some some of the visitor bleachers for Peoria. So I got um, something. How about that? Yeah. That is, you know what that is? That is civic pride. Yeah. That's Indian pride. Mascuda Indian it pride. Is. It is. And there's not just people from town. You know, we our unique district, you know, there's people that came from base and people that came, um, you know, Mascuda is a special place with all the dynamics going on. It's not like people just got out of their walk two blocks to the field like some people got out of their cars drove through six inches of snow um to help and guys going to get equipment we had some four-wheelers out there you know a couple you know um and then that big blower too and uh you know so people went above and beyond and you know that's just because hey let's just get a win today coach let's do everything we can to support you guys and you placed and you played against a, a an awesome Peoria team which eventually loses in the state final by one point to Nazareth. So you played a really great team and you lost 36 to 21. Yeah. What was the story of that game? Uh, so we played some really good football in the first half. Um, and Peoria is a unique team. They're, they're all state running back. I think he carried the ball 42 times against us. I think he carried the ball, um, 48 or 49 times in state championship game. Um, unique talent. Offensive line is big and aggressive. Um, they onside kick every time they score. Uh, they're up tempo, um, and defensively they they onside kick every time they score. Every time they yeah. Um, so we actually you know <laughs> we didn't see a lot of them on film, but occasionally they'll kick it deep when everybody comes up for the onside, um, and we made them do that one time. Unfortunately, had a turnover when they kicked it deep. So you know you're playing that game, but they make you try to play their style of football. Um, but in the first half, we were playing our style. We were dictating the game, and that's why we at halftime we had the lead. Did you ever consider leaving the snow on the field? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean not not realistically, but if we were, because uh, what would that do to them? I mean, there are football coaches who I'm sure. Oh yeah, depending on their team style and their opponent's team style, might leave that six inches of snow on the field. Yeah, and people were, yeah, let's just leave this here. It'll be fun for everybody, but. Uh, we want to play the the most competitive game we can, and we're pretty fast ourselves. And there you, go. Um, you know, we're, we want to <laughs> we want the field and the conditions we want them in. And that so they scored, surface. yeah. So they scored thirty six points. Yeah. How many times? And you said that they kicked deep once. How many times did they yeah, onside so, against? You know, we you? would put ten up. We would put ten up close, and we had different return for their different kicks. Which is a unique situation yeah. in itself, but like I said, that's that's what they do, and their kids believe in. There's no hesitation. Um, we were able to recover a few. Uh, well, we recovered multiple um, when they kicked. We never gave one up up front, but the one deep, uh, unfortunately, cost us. But um, yeah, we were able to recover them. And you know, the unique thing is, week nine, Carbondale does a similar 
and they got a great kicker that's multiple different onside kicks, and they're just playing the analytics. Hey, we'll get at least two or three. That's a couple. That's basically a turnover. Um, so we were able to – we kind of used a similar scheme we did week nine, um, so we were a little more familiar with it. We returned two touchdowns on onsides in week nine um, against Carbondale. So we were being – I had no idea. Yeah, so we were – we try to be aggressive. A lot of people sit back on onside kicks, and we were trying to be aggressive and go block their returners. So we had certain guys that would uh, recover it, and um, that worked. To our, we did a pretty good job of it. But like I said, we did have one turnover. But they just make you play different. Peoria is a uh, – that's what they want to do. Um, well, they scored uh, 36 against you. They hung 76 on Morris. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, they lost 45-44 in the final. That must have been a hell of a game. Yeah, the, I was actually at the state championship game, and um, once they, you know, Nazareth kind of got out early on them, and next thing you know, it's back and forth and just exchanging the lead back and forth, back and forth. And not only do they onside kick, but they also go for two every time. Um, and there's no hesitation with them. So um, that turned into an extra point game as well. Nazareth was kicking it early, and then they had to go for two a few times. It was just a, another great state championship game. But the whole time, I mean, I almost had to leave, to be honest with you. Um, it's hard to watch a team that you played that you thought you you could you could beat and they'll stick with you. You'd change some things and get some plays back. Um, we had our banquet the other night and we talked a lot about the quarterfinal game, you know. But we we want to be proud of what we did this year and what we accomplished. You can always look back and say what if um, things were different, but um, you know our kids left it on the field and a great team that probably could have won you know won the state championship themselves. So you were right there with the best of the best in your five uh, A for sure. What will you always remember from this season? Uh, there's there's just a ton of memories. Uh, you know, the playoff run is huge. Marion to Highland um, and then Peoria with the snow and all of that. Um, the weather throughout, you know, how windy it was those few weeks. Um, the ups and downs of the regular season and the growth that our kids showed. Uh, those those are huge memories for me and proud of our guys. Uh, we, had, we had two – early games against Mount Vernon and Centralia uh, looking back on as we were doing some highlights and stuff for our banquet um, some really good football teams that ended up being really good by the end of the year playoff teams and um, competing well and we had to come back and beat Mount Vernon there in a hostile environment um, had a great drive to win that one Centralia we were down uh, I think it was 28 to 7 at halftime and ended up winning um, by two scores and just played a fantastic second half and Everybody was talking about that game, and then our conference. You know, you lose to Waterloo, you lose to Triad. You got to adjust. Our kids got to get better, fight adversity, um, and put it together when it matters most. That's kind of kind of the story of the season a little bit. And um, you know, speaking of our seniors, just the ability to, um, like I spoke at the beginning of our inexperienced younger guys with our experienced guys, Alan Middleton, Quincy Hall, Zane Timmon, Jacob Church have played a ton of varsity football. And then we had some sophomores that we were dependent on that played no varsity football at all before this year um, and kind of bridging that gap and bringing guys together because, you know, you football, you need everybody. Uh, the best team wins, not the best player. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of memories from this year, but those are kind of the things that, that I wrap my head around. This was year number three for you? Two. This was year number two for you as a head coach. Year number three coming up, how have you changed or how has the job changed as you've gone on? Uh, just a, I don't know if it would change a whole lot. We're just striving to be better. You know, that's really kind of where we're at right now. Um, our schedule is different next year. Our non-conference games is, is different next year. We, we play Belleville West. Um, we go over into Missouri and play Riverview Gardens and St. Dominic. 
um, and then we before we get into conference play next year. So that that'll be some different opponents. Um, our staff continues to grow. Something unique for me, I've always been a coordinator before I came to Mascuda. Um, but with Jason McGovern and Troy Medvick and the staff we have with Frank coaching the O-line and Zach Thurston and TJ McDonald and Mario Montgomery, um, those guys helping on their side, it really allows me to work up with both sides in an overall complementary um, task, which sometimes, you know, not calling a play is weird for me. I still sometimes think, you know, I, I, I want to be the one actually calling it. And our staff works together. Sometimes, you know, it's not like um, I'm just hands off, but the ability to see and overview all the coaching together is, is a huge thing. And that's been a difference for me, but I, it all depends on your situation. And we got some great coaches, so we let them coach and um, interject where we want the big vision and the big game plan and put that together. And everybody takes advantage of what they have. What are you looking forward to next year? What do you got coming back in terms of your players? Yeah, so those young guys are growing up. Um, we have a lot of offensive linemen come back. We do lose uh, two, John Haas and Jacob Church, starting up front for us. Um, but we, that offensive line just continues to grow. And when you've got a good offensive line that you can depend on um, that competes and um, is improving, they're already getting stronger and faster in the weight room this offseason. I'm really looking forward to that group. Um, but just a chance for our current juniors to step up and lead. I love watching guys just develop into leaders uh, and see what they develop from. Uh, we got that junior class that is just an eclectic group of um, everybody's got different personalities and skills. Um, I'm anxious to see what they're going to do as seniors, but at the same time, just the development of the program and how the young, lower levels and how those young guys continue to grow. And there's going to be some guys that surprise us coming out and they, they grow and they develop and they learn how to play football Um you know, I'm looking forward to all of that, just, just seeing the growth through them. And you've alluded to it already, but you kind of play an eclectic style in Mascuda. You, you're willing to run it, but you're willing to throw it? Yeah. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, if, if we had to throw it 50 times, I, lo I, love, throwing the, I love throwing the ball around. Um, and when you got athletes like we do, we'll take advantage of that. Um, but you run when you have to run, when you choose to run. When we want to run, we're going to run the football. you got to have that attitude if you're going to be a good football team. And uh, We ran the ball uh, really well down the stretch um, in different, a few different schemes, but those guys just getting after it and executing better than we did early in the year. Early in the year, we, we, talked, we, ran, two, we ran two run plays. Everybody thinks football is all complicated and stuff, but we ran two run schemes early in the season until we got better at them and it helped us down the stretch before we added a few wrinkles here and there. Uh, but you got to be able to, if you, if you can't run the ball when you want to, someone's going to be able to stop you at some point. Um, but balance, balance to me is scoring points. So if we got to throw it 50 and run it three times, I'm good with that. But if we run it 50 and throw it three times, I was reading somebody won, somebody's in the state championship or won the state championship, maybe it was California, never threw a pass all year and uh, ended up winning it. So it, it doesn't matter. Football's football. Let, let, we just want to we just want to be in attack mood. We we do have a little bit of a philosophy offensively. We want to run it straight, and we want to throw it over your head. You know, we're going to do those two things and complement each other doing those, um, and base everything off that offensively. And then defensively, it really compl complements it. Just playing fast, we're going to line up and be simple, and our guys are going to know exactly where they want to go. And um, we don't want to get too complicated because we slow down. Um, we want to play fast and play to our strengths and. Um, it's working for us right now. We, we want to win more games. Um, you always think more about the losses, but we're happy with where we are. Uh, we want to continue to grow, and, and that's a good thing. Is the program where you thought it would be at this point in your career? Uh, I. It's a tough question. Um, 
I'm a tough guy. Yeah, no. Uh, to answer, probably not. I mean, um, I think everything changes as, you know, every season is its own entity. You know, you can't, um, you know, long-term, we want to win. Every, pretty simply, we want to win as many games as possible. So those losses, like I've said, the last we've last two seasons, we've had um, six of them, um, and all six of them kind of stick with me right now that I don't want to lose those six games. Um, but we try to enjoy the wins and, and find the joy in all of it. Um, so we're making our runs. We're continuing to build. That part is the plan, um, you know, and, and I guess to answer your question directly, um, yeah, we're on the right path. We want to fix some things and get better at – multiple things and we're always improving but um we're on the right path and you know with great kids that we have and the staff um I'm looking forward to it and it's obvious to me that you've got the community behind you yeah you I know mean, it, it they re- they really are and it's high school football i mean that's your that's your school that's your pride that's you know that's your community uh what better way to do it you know that, that to have a f- family the word just came out to have a family that um, supports you. That's when you play at your best because you're confident and you're playing for something bigger than yourself. Get me fired up, man. I want to come, I want to come play high school football at Mascuda high school. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. And I think as I listen to you and as I listen to coach DeVries, there are so many different ways to play high school football. You know, you're kicking an onside kick every time yeah. you score, yeah. you're going for two every, you know, you're playing single T you're playing the single wing offense or you're, throwing it on every single play and every one of those teams has a chance to win yeah depending on the situation yeah i mean marion round one they ran the ball a ton and they were foot to foot their linemen and they got extra tight ends and fullbacks in there and they're coming right at you with some misdirection i mean you play highland the next week who is usually an 11 personnel with one tight end one back kind of a spread look really good at it um and, and then you play peoria who gets there with a fullback and a heck of a tailback and they play action and run downhill power at football right at you with speed and tempo. So yeah. three, three different tough opponents and all three different <laughs> defensively. They do. They're all different too. And, um, you know, it makes it fun. You know, I, I, I do watch some college games now and especially the NFL and everybody kind of looks the same, yeah. you know, and, um, high school, that's never going to high school net football is never going to look like that. It's just not everybody. Uh, you play to your strengths, you play to, what you coach well. Um, and if you can do something different than everybody else, that gives you an advantage. It does. Because nobody's seen it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and you're not prepared for it. You know, probably 10 years from now, you're going to come back, and we were talking about this a long time, and everybody's spread four receivers on the field, which is great football. I, yep. lo- I love it. If it works. Um, I love in that. In the, but 10 years from now, you're going to come back, and most teams are going to be with two running backs and a tight end. And I love a tight end. Um, what a secret weapon that can be these days because, again, teams don't use it. Our conference still runs the ball. We ran, in, we ran into a lot of running teams that have that philosophy still, so I think we're well prepared for it. And then we practice against our spread stuff all the time. Um, so it does give us an advantage to play to multiple um, types of styles. But, um, yeah, that's well, you had football. An, you had another awesome year this year, 8-4 and four is big time. You had the snow bowl. I yeah. couldn't wait to talk. As soon as I saw that, man, I was like, man, I can't wait to talk to Coach Hilgendorf and, and Mr. Battis about, about the snow bowl because I just, that was just such a cool story the way everything that I read about it. It really was. I just, there was something in the air that day, uh, you know. Um, and <laughs> funny, it, it was my birthday too. And um, my boys, they're like, where are you going? 
we got to go clear the field, guys. Look outside, you know. Um, oh, but Dad, we made you a cake. And they're out looking out. And they're like, "What in the world's going on?" My uh, my ten year old goes, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Uh, so, but what a story! Yeah, that was a rogue storm, was, man. Like, and all in one spot. You know, I thought it was all maybe all Southern Illinois was kind of, but nope, it was right there. Was it even in Belleville? Not that much. There was snow on the ground, but not not six seven inches. I mean, it Crazy. was. People were, what in the world is this? And just to, I'll, you know, I wanted to win that game a ton um, just to kind of top off the perfect day. But, uh, you know, uh, that'll stick with me, how the community was and just the memory of the guys looking at the snow and walking out there. So that's pretty cool. Here's a funny story. I got to tell you one story because you'll appreciate this. Um, So it's pretty cold. It's not like freezing temps, but so we had some kerosene heaters on the sideline. Well, one of them caught fire during, during a game. I think I heard about we're in the middle of a snap. And we hear on the headsets, there's a, hey, there's a coach, there's a fire right behind you. Well, we're ready to call a play. So we'll, somebody else take care of that because there's a football game going on. Um, but to hear they couldn't get the fire out, this dude's holding the fire, um, the kerosene heater. Next thing he knows, he just throws it in the big snow drift because naturally <laughs> we have a huge snow drift um, on our track in front of the stands. So uh, nobody you know, got hurt, right? Nobody got hurt. Uh, but just, Things you never thought would happen during a football game, heater caught, and well, so happens there's a snow drifting right next to you. I'd so. be worried you were going to melt the plastic turf. No, with the heater, not with that one. So we made sure of that. We got to take sure. care of that. Yeah. All right, Coach Hilgendorf, congrats on a fantastic year. Five A Mesby winners, two playoff wins, which is a big deal, and the now epic, legendary Snow Bowl. Congrats, man. Appreciate it. Big thanks to guests. Wade DeVries, Terrell Graves, Greg Lee, Brooke Clace, and Mia Dirks. And for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb and Ginger, Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.